0: it is locked on jazz for the 13th of July a special afternoon edition back from Vegas talking the three jazz signings we'll break them all down and take your questions on Facebook live on this edition of locked on jazz pom how are you? I'm David Locke, Radio Voice of the Utah Jazz, Jazz NBA Insider. Glad to be with you. A little different. Was in Vegas for winter me- er, for summer meetings and couldn't get a show out today. Uh, had a nice breakfast with some of the Lockdown Podcast Network hosts and uh, excited today to be able to catch up with you here and chat. So throw your questions to me. We've got till 5.05. And then I'm jumping on with Spence on his show. Uh, so let's delve right into it. The Jazz have added three members to their roster. The first move uh, came down yesterday. Tabo Cephalosa signed. The second, Jonas Jerebko or Janas Yo- Jerebko. I'm not I'm not actually sure. I probably need to have that right. And then uh, Epe Udo added as well uh, today. Kind of a hidden little uh, move there by Dennis Lindsay on uh, trying to grab a former highly sought-of uh, player. So, uh, Jonas Jerebko. It's Jonas Jarebko is the, the pronunciation, uh, according to basketball reference. Uh, so le- th- these are three solid players. Big picture, what the Jazz have done here is they've given themselves 240 minutes of a roster, uh, which I don't think a lot of teams have, frankly. Uh, and, and, and so there's, you know, there's no question that, the, the Jazz are lacking some scoring. Uh, first to 80 wins. Uh, I don't know how we're going to score uh, entirely. The system, hopefully, is going to yield a lot of it. Uh, and we can talk about that. But what the Jazz have done here is there were gaps in that roster. I mean, Joe Ingles is a 24-25 minute-a-night player. And there wasn't a backup three uh, on the roster unless you were playing around with Joe Johnson. So now you have Tabo Cephalosa... Uh, being able to step in there and play those minutes. And he is one of the best defensive players. Jerebko adds a little four depth, a little five depth, maybe. So, like, with Joe Johnson, maybe a little three depth. Like, Joe can slide to three. You just have roster versatility. And then Epe Udo is really a five. And if uh, Tony Bradley's not entirely ready and Joel Ballenboy's not entirely healthy or not developing... Then that's what you uh, have. For those of you that are new to the program because it's 4.30 in the afternoon, you're jumping on. We're getting many more people on Facebook Live than we usually do. I'm learning we probably should do this in the afternoon. Uh, this is our daily podcast. It's up for you. You can get it on Spotify. You can get it on... Actually, I, you can tell Alexa, play Locked On Jazz. Kind of cool. Uh, and you can subscribe on your Android or on iTunes. We do it every day for you, Monday uh, through Friday. We'll slow down a little bit in the offseason. Uh, today's edition is brought to you by the Shamrock Auto Group. The Shamrock Auto Group uh, does... Uh, really they're out in Pleasant Grove they do great great work for for everyone uh, and I, I think that um, if you're if you're interested in uh, buying a car you you should look into this most of their cars are six to twelve months old five to twenty thousand miles uh, suburbans Yukon's big SUVs they're gonna give you out the door pricing in five minutes they're gonna test drive by yourself uh, you're gonna buying experience in under an hour I mean when you when you go look at what Rob Taylor Not Rob Thomas. Rob Taylor has done with Shamrock Auto Group and his engineering. And you go look at their Google reviews. It's clear everyone is having a just fabulous, fabulous experience. No pressure buying. uh, And if you don't have – people come from all around the country, including out of state, to use Shamrock Auto Group. They go find the car – you might want. So they bring you the Facebook Live edition. You can visit their website at shamrockautogroup.com or call 801-319-2250. That's 801-319-2250. They really believe that they are doing things differently. No pressure is number one, and you can see if you read the Google reviews from everyone uh, that they really love it. 50% of their... Uh, customers are return customers. I'll tell you a little bit more about them in a bit. All right, so let me break down uh, the three players that we have here. Thabo Ta- Cephalosa, uh, Cephalosa is a, from Switzerland, 33 years old in May. So he's definitely one of the premier wing defenders in the NBA. Tough. He'll have to guard Durant. You know, He'll have to guard LeBron. Uh, you just can't ask Joe Ingles to guard those guys for 30 minutes a night. So Joe and, and, and Cephalosa will uh, combine on that. Tabo is a solid shooter, not a great shooter. He's 35%. That's league average. He has been predominantly a corner three shooter for almost his entire career. He is not a great above-the-break shooter. He's a good cutter. Rubio, and he may be able to find some things there. He's kind of known as a really good off-ball cutter. He was a top-five real plus-minus defensive player last season in the NBA. So that's the breakdown on him. He's averaged uh, for the last years 25, 24, 26 minutes a game, 27. So he he fills that small forward gap for the Jazz so that they now have 40 minutes. Uh, Jonas Jerebko. Uh, is 30 years old, originally a second-round draft pick. Jonas, sorry. Uh he tore his, ace, his Achilles tendon in his second year out of Detroit. It's taken him a while to come back. He's another solid shooter, but here's what's interesting about him. At 6'10", he plays both the four and the five. He's a predominantly above-the-break three-point shooter. That's a very, very big deal for the Jazz to have shooters that are above the big, above-the-break shooters. That's what they were hoping to get out of Boris DL. He just didn't shoot well uh, last year. Uh, Jarebko does not handle it a great deal, but he He's a decent passer. He's not a dribble guy. Uh, he's really a shooter. He took nearly 50% of his shots from three last year. He can switch adequately defensively. Uh, he fell out of favor a little bit in Boston, but he's a 15-18. to 18 played Last year he played 78 games in Boston playing 16 minutes a night. Like That's just another roster filler, right? That's important. It could be the backup five. He could play a little four, depending on what's going on with Joe. It just... It's, this is what they did yesterday. They filled out the roster in its entirety. The final one is Epe Udo. He was originally the sixth pick of the draft, which turned out to not be a very good pick. He was a when he came into the league. He was a he went to Baylor, transferred to Michigan. It's one of these older guys gets quoted a lot. He played in Gold State for two years. Then he went to Milwaukee. It for three years, it never clicked defense. Final year in LA, he then went to Turkey, where he became kind of a legend, became the EuroLeague uh, Final Four MVP, took his team to the final game. He's really a rim protecting role big. What he's not is a post up guy. So if you kind of think back of when he came in the league at 2010, 2011, he was a big who didn't post up a great deal, didn't have any offensive skills, didn't shoot well, just 44%, didn't. And so he kind of ended up, um, uh, she ended up kind of being. Uh, sorry, I just got a text. Uh, he ended up kind of being a little out of place and not finding groove. A lot of the things that were negatives about him have left, right. So now, if you're just a rim protecting roller, defensive minded guy, and who does, that might be okay. That might match us for a center. I don't think he's going to be great. He's gotten better. He got a bigger opportunity in Europe to play. He's a good passer. Um, his doesn't look like it from his numbers, but everybody I just talked to in Europe talks about him being a good passer and that that will really match to what we're trying to do. It's one of the main reasons that jazz wanted him was because he is a good passer. Uh, and so they're very pleased in that regard. He's 30. All of these guys are on two year contracts. I think all of them have a team option. Uh, so I'm not sure. I think all of them are one-year contracts with a team option. I haven't heard that definitively, but that's my understanding. So that would be big. The Jazz have, in fact, waived Boris Diaw to get out from under that $7 million of his contract. They were unable to trade that deal. So that's where we sit. Let me see if I can bust a bunch of questions out. We've got we've got the most people have ever had listen to Facebook Live, which tells me we should be doing it in the afternoon while you're at work and then not really working. Um, Smile. Uh, so let's let's see. we got about 10 minutes here uh, to go through some questions. Which of the recent signings are you most excited about? I think Cephalosa uh, was was a necessity. We just didn't have 48 minutes of small forward minutes. We were short. The roster didn't have 240 minutes uh, in it. By the way, 240 if I'm doing this correct is 48 times 5. That's 48 minutes at each position. We just didn't have that. So Cephalosa, I think adds to this defensive kind of lineup that we have. I think Exum, Mitchell, uh, Hood, and Rubio can fill those those 96 minutes. Ingles, Cephalosa, maybe Joe Johnson can fill those 96 minutes, or 48 minutes. Power forward, Favors, Jarebko, Johnson can fill those 48 minutes. Gobert, Jarebko, if you want to go smaller, Udo, neither of those guys are great rebounders. Drebko can spread it. Udo can probably defend the rim better. Uh, are, so those are the those can call those. And Bradley, who I think has had a good summer league, can fill those 48 minutes. Neto is a great security blanket on the backside of those guards as your fifth guard and can cover that. And so the roster is pretty much full. And I think they've covered uh, enough things. Pending a trade, this is our likelihood our roster going to training camp. Uh, we're going to be able to defend. We are going to have a hard time scoring unless the system can get it going. I was texting with Quinn the other day. He's like, coach to the blackboard to see what we can do to create some offense, and I think that's uh, certainly the case. All right. Um, let's see. Uh, we're going to miss Boris. Yes, he's the best. Um, is there still a scenario where the Jazz make a move for a bigger piece, or would you say you line up is more... Uh, set in stone. I I think there's still a chance to possibly make some moves but I also think that a lot of the guys that we would move at this point are at a pretty low value Um, and so let's see if Alec. I didn't mention Alec Burks in that. Let's see if Alec Burks can get healthy. Let's see how Derek Favors looks. Um, You know, our defensive rating was a 96.5 with Favors and Gobert on the floor last year It's hard to score, but maybe we're going to just be so good defensively that we can run it that way. Excited for Jonas uh, I need to watch him more. I liked him a lot when he was at Detroit, and they tore the Achilles, and I've always thought he was an, a pretty good player, like an, a nice player. Um, I'd have to watch him more to really understand him. Um, how we gonna, uh, Scoring's going gonna, gonna to become a marvel. Rodney Hood's going to be the primary option. We're going to move the ball. We're going to create opportunities. We're going to use probably a lot of the clock, and we're going to have to shoot a lot of threes in a short possession game, so that if we hit them, and then we're going to hopefully take advantage of those rare fast-break opportunities and really execute on them. Uh, will the Jazz play a faster pace this year to take advantage of Rubio's transition game? I would hope so, um, but in the, uh, sometimes in the half-court game, if you're playing a faster game, it's because you can just beat somebody off the bounce. Other than Donovan, we don't really have anybody who can beat you off the dribble. So we're going to have to create things by movement once we get into half-court. So maybe we can add a little bit more score early, but we're certainly going to be a score-late team. Uh, how do you think we will do this season with our picks and team? I don't understand the question. Uh I'm most excited about uh Tabo. I I would agree. Am I I got to go check the pronunciation guide on that again. Is it how, how am I supposed to be saying this? Tabo. Okay. Uh I was doing it right. How do you think the rule changes removing three timeouts in the game and moving the trade deadline will affect the Jazz? Trade deadline is actually a collective bargaining agreement because they start the season early. So they kind of had to, and then they didn't want in the trade. The timeouts is fascinating. The timeouts is going to change the game. It's going to change who, what kind of players you want. It's going to change... It's the timeouts now at the under 7 and the under 3 you're going to go longer times, you're going to have to probably be in better physical condition, I think the altitude is to our advantage, longer stretches are to our advantage, uh, I think we're going to give people a hard time early in the first and early in the third could be a real stretch for, time for us, and frankly early in the second, early in the fourth, I mean that's going to be more often than not, I'm going to guess that first whistle doesn't come till after the 6 minute mark uh, and so that's going to be a real time where you put the pressure on people, I mean we might really come out and try to pick up defensively and do some things differently early in games. Uh, you're going to need players that don't have to have coaching all the time with timeouts late in games. Uh, and so I think that's really uh, going to be interesting uh, as well. So a lot of – I love this change. I think it's good for the game, but it's a dramatic change. I'll tell you as a broadcaster, it's a huge change. Uh, so I, it's it's really a big deal – Uh, in the league. They're they're eliminating two timeouts, no more 20s. If you don't use a mandatory, the mandatories are a little longer. If you don't use a mandatory, there's eight mandatory timeouts, then everything else is just what's called a one-minute timeout, And and you have a certain amount, and you either use them or you don't, and you can use them in the first half. Quinn Snyder could call timeout at the 11.59 mark and 11.58 mark. Of the first quarter, and there could be no timeouts left for the rest of the quarter unless the other team uses one of theirs. You'll also see teams use theirs late because they they can only carry two into the final three minutes, I believe, uh, of the game. All right, uh, let's continue. Are we going to rely on Hood and hope he can produce scoring? Yes, we are going to do that. Hopefully Rodney gets his strength up uh, and gets going. You know, I... Most teams are top five in the league defensively, make the playoffs. The, ex- the exception was the Milwaukee Bucks who were 30th in the league offensively. Um, it's hard to be really good defensively if you're not good offensively. So that's going to be the challenge. Uh, something brewing with all the two-year deals. I actually, as I said, I don't know for a fact because I haven't been announced. I suspect most of these are one-year deals with a team option to the second year. Uh, and I haven't heard any of that. I, I've been kind of in and out in Vegas. so. But let's keep an eye on that. I would suspect that when when that gets revealed, that we'll find out um, a little bit uh, in that regard to uh, what those deals are. What does the Nike contract start? I got it. This is the beginning of it right here. The Nike contract start. This is a shirt we were given at the broadcast meetings by Nike, by Phil Knight, who was there to speak to us. This is the beginning of the Nike deal. Um, Nice shirt. Thank you. Uh, the guys who signed fit are philosophically guard the hell out of you and be a pest. Yes, absolutely. Uh, Udo is a one is a, supposed to be a great rim defender um, when he first came out out of out of Michigan, and he's a really great guy. There's a I, I posted on the media the lockdown jazz medium account medium account, which if you can get the Medium app, then you just get it on your phone. It's kind of why I'm using that, by the way, so that you can get Locked on Jazz just on your phone um, instead of having to go to a web-based to get it. And the um, – uh, sorry, it was just a different thought that went through my head, so I got like two minutes. Uh, and so from uh, – it has a really cool article for the New York Times. Qu- I have a question for you guys. One of the big things there was social – we talked about social network. I'm – we're. Not, I don't mean the say I'm way ahead of the game of every other broadcast in the NBA. I do more than everyone else, but I don't know what to do exactly, and I'm trying to figure out how to use Instagram, Instagram Live, Facebook, Facebook Live, Periscope, Twitter. Uh, Snapchat and what the best things for you guys are. Do you want Quinn Snyder's, you know, press conferences or just his media sessions? Do you want player media sessions? Do you just want to see players? Women and what formats? YouTube videos, uh, all of those kind of things. This should be available for you on YouTube now. Not this video, but the the podcast. So. Um Uh, I'd love some guidance from you guys who use this stuff who are younger than an old guy like Muse, beginning to have gray hair, who has to start using readers uh, all in one summer. It just sucks. Uh, Let me know uh, on that. All right, I'm done when the phone rings. Hopefully Spence is running late. Heard a few rumors of a potential big shakeup on the Brian Winhorst said this at the end of a podcast. Um, Let's see if he's right. And let's start keeping track of if he's ever right. Involving the Jazz. And I think it's interesting on Brian Windhorst because I remember Brian Windhorst doing a podcast this year talking about how a terrible move it would be for the Utah Jazz if they signed Gordon Hayward to a max deal. Remember that whole thing? Does anybody else remember that? But I haven't heard. Someone feel free to tweet Windhorst on how he feels about Boston giving Gordon Hayward a max deal since he did an entire podcast on what a crappy deal it would be by the Jazz if they gave Hayward a max deal. I haven't heard a little peep out of anyone about Boston doing it. Just a little bitter. Just keeping track. That's a good place to end. That's a great place to end today's Facebook Live. All right, today's show was brought to you by Shamrock Auto Group. Really appreciate them. Go check out the reviews that they have on Google and everywhere else, and you'll find out what an incredible company they are. If you're looking to buy a truck, Shamrock Auto Group is the answer for you. They do fabulous work, they get you the cars you need. They have 79 Google reviews, and you will see that they are all fabulous. They're five of five on cars.com. That's because that's what Rob has built there. You can call Rob directly, or you can just call Shamrock Auto Group if you like. Give him a call, 801-361-9796. That's 801-361-9796. Off to New Spence Check-It Show. See ya.